Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear I me? I can hear you. <laughs> oh my God, it's happening. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> I knew it. But I think it had to do with, you know, like sometimes when you plug in your headphones, it doesn't like play the sound before you, you turn the volume up. Yeah. Like it'll like silence it for some reason. Right. I don't know why I was doing that, but okay. now it's doing it. Hey, but it's not doing it right now. Rough oh stock God, is so back. Nice to, it's so nice to hear your voice. Oh, yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm glad I don't have to see your face, but it's nice to hear your voice. I know. Okay, so what's your uh, what's your quarantine going like? Well, so first off, before the quarantine even started, I, I knew like things were going to get shut down, right? I knew things weren't going to be the same. And so I got on that next door app. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, people, I'm sure somebody's got a treadmill sitting around collecting laundry. If anybody's looking to donate one or get rid of one, just let me know. Hit me up. So within two hours, I had probably five people on there saying, yeah, I've got one. Just take it. Come get it. I ended up getting one that was a uh, like gym quality commercial treadmill. And and I put it in the garage, and you know, I'm good for six or seven miles a day during this quarantine. Just go nice, walk. Dude. Just go for a walk. Yeah, I heard on the news this morning that people are going on next door to, like, offer any elderly in their neighborhoods, like, services. Yeah. I've, being I've good se- neighbors. I've seen that. It's also kind of, like, next door kind of brings up the, the panic a little bit because there's people on there commenting, I am just so embarrassed about these people out walking the streets. It's like, well, come on, man. We're not, we're not, it's not a zombie apocalypse. You know, yeah. it's, it's a virus. And like, you, you should go out and walk. You should get outside a little bit so you don't go crazy. Yeah. You know, don't go, okay, so don't let's, go lick a handrail, but get outside. So let's update for prosperity's sake. I was in Mammoth last week uh, from the 11th through the 15th. I dropped my phone in the jacuzzi at the resort. <laughs> Wait, are you in the middle of like a construction site right now? No, I'm at my house. Oh, you can hear. Oh, it's a trash man. You can hear it. Oh, yeah. He's super loud. Oh, well. No, that's fine. I just couldn't figure out what was happening. About it. Yeah. With the, uh, with the laundry situation and recording from a garage and <laughs> children, I think we're on par. We're good. We're good but, to go. Okay, so I was in uh, Mammoth from the 11th through the 15th. Here, let me close this window. That'll help. Um, so you were there when they shut the mountain down. Yeah, so, okay, so the way it worked is we were there on the 11th, and then we rode on the 12th. We went up on the mountain on the 12th. It was fine. There was, it was still, like, caution. People were starting to kind of freak out. The bigger cities had started to close down, and then... On the Friday, it was sunny, but there was no storm scheduled. And we were like, okay, well, it's a sunny day. Let's like, let's use this day to kind of like chill out and just like shop the shops and, and do like a vacation day. And then a storm rolled in on Saturday that was full, like on the 14th, that was full of like, it was, it was super windy. Like the gusts were up to 70 miles per hour. So we couldn't even go on the mountain. We couldn't really even go on the mountain that day. Um, my brother-in-law and his fiance went up in the morning, but there were only a couple runs open. And so we ended up getting a refund. And then the next day, Sunday, which is actually the day we came home, 
um, they closed the whole mountain down. No, no, nothing was open. They closed the resorts. They closed all the stores. They basically did what everybody's doing now, which is they just locked down the whole mountain. Jeez. Um, but the second day I was there, or actually, I think it was the first day I was there, Wednesday night, you know, after, or actually it was Thursday night after riding on the slopes all day. You know, you go to the jacuzzi, have a couple of drinks to calm down and relax after a long day of snowboarding. And uh, my board shorts have pockets and I decided to go in the jacuzzi and I forgot that I had my phone in there. So uh, I would have done either a best of episode or just like a quick, um, like a quick episode to have the rough stock fans keep listening. But my phone was completely out of commission and then it recovered over the past five days and now it's back up hey man it got a little it got a little virus it let it run its process and now it's back in action yep and then i'm working from i got the news on uh i think it was friday that my company was closing the office and that we're all working from home and um so i've been home all week and just trying to uh you know do what everybody's doing survive and run a little self-quarantine keep busy and you know as a creative the thing about for me is like my job you end up doing like the wholesale advertising aspect of it it's like window fronts in-store signage you know stuff like that 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 needs to be uh consumer facing but nobody's outside of their house so you know my boss and stuff has been we've been trying to talk about what we're going to be doing uh for the next few weeks here it's going to be pretty, pretty intense, but I have a quote. Uh, <laughs> I know you don't like my long quotes, Here we go. <laughs> but, uh, as a creative, you know, I'm locked up, I'm locked up like Akon, but, um, I have a quote regarding just being locked up as a creative or not being able to do things as a creative. And so here it goes, uh, be still, be still. I cannot lest my watch at the gates of insanity end. And beasts and demons across that solemn barrier be set to pillage the wealth of my creative soul. That's it. Short one today. Wow. I don't even know what that means. I just heard, <laughs> as soon as I hear be still, I'm out. I'm, I'm cutting. I got to go. I got something to do. <laughs> it's like a little kid when you tell him to sit still. Like, nope, can't do it. Got to go. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is basically what, what I'm saying is, you know, society, the world is telling you to hold still just wait it out, see what happens and stuff like that. But the creative mind, the reason that creatives or people who like to create things, and we're both included in this now, since we have this project, this, this rough sock project going on. This is the 10th episode. Um, this is number 10. You know, this is number Dang. 10. And, you know, we can't, um, you know, if you stop creating, once you've started creating, you, you kind of get a little antsy, you get a little weirded out by, by the stuff that you have to think about that, creativity kind of gives you uh, that relief from. And I think, especially when we're all locked up in, in solitude like this, um, it's even more important to make sure that you're, you're making things, uh, whether that be a podcast or I've, I've pulled up some paints and some canvases today that I'm going to start working on. So, Oh, I was, I was painting with watercolors yesterday. There you and go. I, and I am, I am, I don't have a whole lot of artsy fartsy in me, but I was painting with them damn watercolors, enjoying myself. Yep. You have two two ways that the human the human soul can go. It can create or it can destroy. And um, you know, for all of us that are that are looking towards the positive, I think um, we're going to be creating in this in this uh, 
in this isolation. But that's where I was at this past week, and that's why there was no episode for on my end. What, what's going on with you? Well, you know, uh, kind of like what you were saying, getting let off work. We walked out, uh, walked out of school on Friday, and right as the bell rang, they made an announcement that said, attention students, school will be closed until further notice. And I was like, dang, just like that. And so uh, as of now, we're on like a four-week break. Best case scenario, we'll probably be back uh, middle of April. But uh, that's so you best case scenario. I forget. Do you usually teach summer school or no? No, 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 okay. no, no. Hey, but actually, it's okay. kind of cool. What we've done is, you know, that just because you're not in school doesn't mean like everything can stop. And so what the district's done is they distributed laptops and hotspots to any kid that needs them. And we're mm-hmm. just going online. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, hey, guys, look, the, the real, reality of it is these kids are going to have jobs that involve them being online or being able to access technology anyways. So this is probably the best thing that ever could have happened to them. It's like, Hey, school's going online, kids get ready. Here we go. So this week yeah, was like, that's a my week perspective to prep as well. I, this week yeah, is a I week told- to prep them, get them ready. And then starting next week, like it's going to be different and it's going to be super beneficial for these kids because teachers don't know how to put stuff online. Especially if you've got a really old teacher, they're not going to know how to get their material online. They're just going to have to figure something out and, and pass you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is actually, I, I brought that into Melissa. I was like, hopefully, you know, I, he, it seems like our society, since like these technology booms have started happening, we've kind of been just kind of coasting along on like kind of old ways of doing things. Yeah, we've been waiting accepting things, you know, accepting new technologies when we, when they had to, but the bigger companies and the older companies have been like, ah, we're going to adopt that, you know, down the road, or we really want to do it, you know, in these traditional or old ways. And then I think this is something where it's like, because we have to, the companies are looking at it and the industries are all looking at it and they're like, Hey, Whoa, like we actually don't need to be doing this anymore. (laughs) Right. Well, you know, it was a, uh, I was thinking, yesterday or today i don't think very often so it definitely wasn't currently but uh mm-hmm. there were you have all these kids and you hear like the parents and the adults going well what about prom and what about what about their graduation what about mm-hmm. and you start thinking a lot of this stuff is the stuff that the parents want you know mm-hmm. like prom I, like i didn't want to go to prom my mom made me go to prom you know like that wasn't my thing or or graduation i didn't want to do graduation at this point everybody gets that piece of paper it's not like it's that big of a deal to go to it or not. And so I kind of get we're losing some of those uh, some of those signature events that the kids used to have. But mm-hmm. whatever, they'll do something else. Guess what? If the kids yeah. don't have prom, they'll go somewhere else and make bad choices. And the parents won't have anybody to sue when it happens. Yeah. Well, I saw, <laughs> you know, I think the way the youth is dealing with this is they're like, so what? Like, we're, we've never been tied to a location. Like we've always, we, you know, we've always been just independent, especially this younger generation. Did and you, did you see the video of the guys down at uh, spring break in Florida? Where yeah. Like, it's my spring yeah. break, bro. We're just okay. going to party. Yeah. Problem with that is those aren't kids. Those are, those are young adult. Those are people in college. Those guys should be, I mean, like we weren't any smarter in college, but I mean, 
I, I don't know. I think he just have to have a better well, perspective. I think, I think that particular group were the ones that survived the Tide Pod challenge, and now they found a new a new uh, mistake to make. What's the Tide Pod challenge? Don't you remember when the dummies were eating the Tide Pods? No. You don't remember that? Like people were dying because people were eating laundry detergent pods. Oh my god. No. Oh, and and I'm the one that's out of touch with the internet. Come on now. <laughs> But I saw, so what I was going to say is I saw probably middle school age, maybe a little younger kids um, when I was going to drop uh, Meredith off at daycare, which is still open, thank God, um, because, I mean, I don't even want to know what it's like to have your two. You can talk about how it is to have your two home all day, but which you're kind of used to because they go they go home for summer anyways. Yeah. But but um, I'm, I'm seeing these these young kids and you got kids out uh, skateboarding. And one of them's holding an iPhone and he's filming it. And I'm like, see, like that's that's what the next generation is doing. They're like, ah, we can't go to school or we can't, you know, do the usual tied to a location thing. All right, we're gonna go create our own content and it's gonna be awesome. Well, one of the cool things that we've seen is like in our neighborhood, everybody's been locked down. We all basically got locked down out of school on Friday. And mm-hmm. so this week, what happens is you just see people out walking around. You know, you gotta get out of the house a little bit. So people just walk the tracks in the neighborhood and yeah. It's to the point where we didn't even know we had so many kids in the neighborhood. Like all of those scheduled events have stopped. You know, it's yeah. not it's not six o'clock baseball on Tuesday and then five o'clock softball on Thursday afternoon. And like right. everybody's just home and everybody's outside. And well, it's similar to what it was probably like in like the 50s, 60s, 70s, where if kids wanted to go play baseball. They just met up with each other and went and played baseball at the local field. Well, it's hard to do it with six feet apart now. I don't even know how you would tag out a runner. Yeah. With that's so true. with proper social distancing, yeah, that's true. But you know, my brothers have both within the, all this happening. You know, Elliot asked me if he if I wanted to train with him, and then my other brother asked if he could come visit and stuff. And I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> actually, there's no. a reason all the adults are trying to like do something here. You know, it's not it's not a joke. It's not like it's not something just in passing. Like. You know, it's a serious, you take it serious up front. So this is what, this is what, okay, we can get political here. This is what good old Don keeps bringing up is he's calling it the China virus and people are getting pissed about that. But, you know, he has some right to be pissed about that because, or he has some right to call it that because if you remember, even that doctor that first tried to break how serious the coronavirus was in the beginning, he was silenced by the Chinese government. Yeah, but and, you can say that, but that's like the equivalent of my grandma calling my Tundra a Jap car. Oh, yeah, you know them Japs. They make good trucks over there. Like, it's, No. It, yeah, kind of, because it came from Japan. So I guess, yeah, it is a Jap car. No, no, no. I think what his point is, and he said it in the press conference today, the reason he calls it a China, the China virus is because, you know, even Axios reported on this, 95% of the infections today could have been stopped if China did not, if the Chinese government did not silence the early whistleblowers. Like if this would have started in America, it wouldn't have, this, this wouldn't have happened. It literally would not have happened because we have protocols in place for people believing and accepting and coming together around real threats. Whereas China has this policy of they don't want to be seen as weak or they, they don't want to be seen as 
not being in control of everything. And so when people are speaking out about real problems, they silence them. And that's exactly what happened. I, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but even all the liberal, all the left-leaning media sources were all reporting in the beginning on how China was trying to silence doctors. Like, do you remember that? No, I don't pay attention to stuff like that. Okay, well, it was happening. I mean, even CNN, New York Times, they were all reporting on how China was trying to downplay this virus. And we because were, of that... Dude, that, we were trying to downplay it, too. It was like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, Trump was like, yeah, in two weeks, this will be gone. No one will even know this happened. It was different. He's, he's, trying, to keep the pup, <laughs> he's trying to keep the populace calm. He's, he's trying, trying to, to he's trying to the lie to the masses to calm him down. China's like, like nope, just don't let him talk. Then we don't have to lie to anybody. Right. It's okay, the same so, game. It's just different approaches. Yeah, but he's so it, like, the, it doesn't it didn't come from China. It came from wherever it came from. It came from it mutated to form what it is. And it's what we got now. It doesn't matter who you point your finger at on it, it's it, it's here. Well, I mean So we gotta we gotta just we gotta deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, we I, we could have probably had a little bit better heads up from china but no 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 they could have no no they could have stopped it at the beginning they literally silenced the people who were trying to get support from the government the government was telling those doctors no it's not a problem we're we're not going to deal with it all right that's why it is what it is okay you win let's do something less political yeah so this is something that something that came to me the other day as i was calling out names in class and then you know coaching the lacrosse team and stuff is it and it's why don't kids have nicknames anymore? Yeah, I saw you. I saw that note on our uh, <laughs> on our note like board. That, that like kind of bothers me. Like, how come people don't have nicknames? Now, me when, well, name, your when your name's well, when your name's BJ, you don't need a whole lot of nicknames. Like, you're pretty screwed with that one. I mean, who had nicknames when we were growing up? I guess and we just called everybody that by their last names. Well. Remember when we would do the campfire when we were at Catalina and people would get a nickname? Like yeah, everyone I didn't was like that. given a nickname. No yeah, one didn't liked like the that. nickname they got. Remember? It but stupid. it was so funny though. It was fun. I thought it was hilarious. You <laughs> yeah. would pick something silly and then or something some mistake that someone had made. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, there it is. You're gonna wear that. And we're gonna yeah. print that in the program and people are gonna say, Why do they call you that? Yeah, but that those those nicknames didn't <laughs> stick because they were intentional. Usually, those nicknames that's the true. good ones. The good ones, come but I up, feel like the good ones come up when it's like an organic, you know, somebody the, the team or somebody just starts calling you something, and it just and, happens. And it, it just happens. Like yeah, that's true. I don't, like we got a, t- a guy on on my team, uh, my my jujitsu team, and we just call him, we call him Scabs, and I literally do not know why he has that nickname, but that's what people call him. So that's what you call him. Yeah, but and like, then there's another guy on my team sh- that my coach calls the Mole King because he's blind as shit. <laughs> people, people sometimes makes fun of somebody. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes at training, people either call me uh, Dole the Destroyer or just Big. They'll call me Big. Hey, Big. Like you called me Big. I don't even. I'm not even bothered by that. Yeah. So no, I just miss a good nickname. Like I said, like you know, I had an uncle named Sleepy. Mm-hmm. You know, and that wasn't his name. And then there was this guy I used to work construction with. His name was Mooner. Mm-hmm. You know, like, come on, Mooner? What the hell kind of name is Mooner? But I loved it. Yeah, there was this, other, uncle, there was this my... other old man. We call him Doughbelly. You know, <laughs> so you got all these funny names for people. And you don't know why anybody calls him. But the fact that, like, if the police came and they were like, who was here? 
well, you know, Mooner was here and Dolebelly was here and Sleepy was here. Like, yeah. you can't uncle, do that. I, I think it has to do with how close you are with people. Like, you have to have close communities or close teams. My uncle, uh, Manu, used to call me Sleepyhead because when I was a kid, I used to like to sleep a lot. And then uh, every time I saw him, he called me Sleepyhead and, and I'd call him Uncle Bird because his name also meant, in English, it meant bird. So I call him Uncle Bird. I had a little uh, sleepy head moment today, trying to uh -huh. do, the, trying to stick to my my homeschooling schedule for the girls. So I'm sitting there, I'm reading them this book about some little girl and puppies, and then the next thing I know, I'm sleeping. <laughs> I, I hear them getting up, raising ten kinds of hell in the house. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna get fired as a homeschool teacher. You put yourself to sleep. <laughs> I read read myself to sleep with this boring book. That's pretty funny. Like these little kid books are super boring. Like I get it, their little brains don't function that high, but yeah, I just, make them uh, a little bit more interesting. I just got Meredith onto uh, Green Eggs and Ham at bedtime. Oh, there you go. And she loves it. I like it too. It's a good read. And then, but Melissa's like, it's, it's a good read. Long. Like, yeah, Melissa's like, it's too long. I'm leaving. She'll like, she'll just leave me in the bedroom with Meredith to finish. And when she hears me getting to the end, she'll come back in. <laughs> Yeah, my girls, they, they got that. They started having me read the Lorax. It's like the Lorax is like 72 pages long. Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, my gosh. Come on. Pick something shorter. Yeah. Speaks for the tree, do, bitch. Do, do you have any of her books, like, memorized? Like, oh, any yeah. of the books you read? Yeah, I got one. Night, the girls are like, moon. can you read it? Yeah, just real quick. Just rip through it. All right, go to bed. Yeah, Good Night Moon I don't need to look at. Um, let me think of what else. We had one called um, Follow the Monsters. It was like a Sesame Street book. Yeah. Brown Bear, Brown Bear. Don't need to read that one. Can just recite it. Mostly Good Night Moon, though. Good Night Moon, I've got pretty much down. You just need to have one. You need to have one go-to mm -hmm. that when you're just tired of talking to them, you're like, all right, here's your book. Go to bed. Yeah. But, I mean, more than anything, they just listen to the tone of your voice anyways. Well, about, I always start yawning and stuff in these books. Yeah. Start yawning, and then I go to sleep. So see how beneficial that is. Yeah. All right. So what else we got going on in the world? Well, I think right now the world is the sky is falling. Oh, you know what? You know, I was looking at uh, going to these grocery stores, right? Mm -hmm. and have you been to the store yet? Yeah, I took I took some videos of the ridiculousness out front. So like, I go to the, I try to get there early, right? I'm not trying to wait in line forever. So I get to the store. Well, Trader, I'm going in. I'm, uh, what's it called? Uh, Stater Brothers had had T bones for four ninety nine, so I went and picked up a couple pounds of those. Really? And they had them? They had one pack left. <laughs> they're not doing any. They're not doing any fresh cuts. They're they're packaging everything now. They, they can't. I know. It's like it all. It's get gets bought up instantly. It's insane. Like watching these people in the stores. Yeah, Melissa like, wanted me to get flour. Melissa wanted me to get flour so she could make like um, homemade slime for Mare to play with, but they're fucking sold out of flour. Yeah, that's a that's a commodity right now. It's so like the Great weird. Depression when you go to the grocery store, which is pissing me Minus off because the booze. they have well, all the booze. Yeah, I know. Is, well, that's what I'm one like this seventy five day no drinking thing, so oh, that shit. really screws me up. Yeah, good for you because me and Melissa are stuck at home all day while the baby's at daycare, and we're running out of alcohol. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> is she home? Is she home with you too? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We both. Dang, been, we, so you guys are like taking the kid to daycare, and you're both at home. Yeah, huh? we've been home since Tuesday together with no kid, and uh, 
we're running low on alcohol. <laughs> hey, you better be careful. You're going to be nine months away from another baby. Well, if you're not, you know. well, that's a, that's the other thing is we've been talking, yeah. we've been talking about it. It's like, well, what else we got to do? And it's like, well, Oh my gosh. It's like, you're only in the other room working on the computer. And it's like, well, she's, you're, you're, what are you 13 years away from having a quarantine ager? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, up leading up to this point, we had been talking about like trying to plan out our next one. So we'll see. Well, there you we go. Might have, we got nothing else going we on. We might have one in, uh, in April, May or Aaron, uh, in, uh, February, March next year and name her Corona. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's going to be so many kids getting fucked, screwed up coronavirus names. <laughs> Viratisha. COVID. Oh, my name's my name's COVID. <laughs> Middle name 19. <laughs> like, come on, man. Don't give your kids stupid. But see, that, that kind of goes back to my nicknames. Like, if you if you're if you get a stupid name, you need a nickname. You know, I, you gotta have a nickname. Yeah. If, or if your name is too difficult to yell, like I always think about that, like when you get a dog, you gotta give a dog a yellable name. Now, our mistake is we named him Buck. So mm-hmm. if I go outside and I start yelling Buck, well, it sounds like I'm yelling something else. Yeah. That's frowned upon. But, like, you know, if if your your kid's name, give them a reasonable name, something that their coach can yell or something you can yell at them. Yeah. Your pacemaker's beeping. In my treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to get these steps, man. I'm not trying to let my, my Apple Watch make me feel bad. Yeah. Well, I mean – I think my last note on the whole coronavirus thing is thank God we do, we are in a time of, of online community and, and remote community. We don't need to be like, look at me and you good friends putting this content together from across the County. And, you know, in another time or we talked to, I talked about this with, with Melissa's brother in another time, if this was going down, and all these businesses had to shut down and there was no way to work remotely. Like it'd be way, it would be, it would be catastrophic. I mean, it's bad. It'd be way now. worse. It's yeah, it's bad now, but imagine if we didn't have the internet, imagine if we didn't have uh, lines of communication like we have now. Yeah, that's true. You know, so this is, well, you know, I, I had a meeting today. <laughs> I had to go to a staff meeting today. Mm-hmm. I don't like staff meetings when I'm at school. Wait, I had in to person sit at home and, no, oh, they, we did a we did an online staff meeting. Well, yeah. Everybody was there. Yeah, everybody had their same complaints, their same mm-hmm. questions, the same questions they've been asking for years that we haven't got answers to. They're asking them today, like coronavirus brought the cure to these questions. Yeah. And you're sitting like, there whatever, saying, man. "Why the hell do does anybody need to be <laughs> at a location for anything?" Because I'm having the same stress I would at work, right at home. Yeah, actually, I got a good one, man. So I sent out this notice to all my kids and like um, most of my classwork is done online anyways, because I know the kids are better online mm-hmm. uh, than having like direct contact with me in person. And so all my stuff is online. So I sent out this uh, mass message to everyone. I'm like, your first assignment is respond to this message. Do you have access? And is everything good? Do you need anything? Mm-hmm. And so they're all responding and, you know, everything's good. And then this one kid goes, the government shut the schools down, so I'm not going to do any of this work. And I was like, <laughs> no, 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 my no. first response the government was shut like, down the buildings. Oh, no, I just sent him this. I was like, that's okay. You didn't do any work before the school was shut down. So it sounds like nothing's going to change. <laughs> Smiley face emoji. <laughs> uh. 
then I'm like, dang, I got to be careful now that I'm putting all this stuff in writing. You know, I don't want, I don't want people to have proof. Be like, uh, Parsons is a donkey. No. He says mean things because he thinks he's funny. It's not mean. It's just practical. It's just real life. No, but it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of what it is. But that's fine. Thing. I think as long as as long as we can get some essential groceries and as long as we can, you know, as long as we can have our meetings online, we'll be okay. Well, that's what's so annoying is that you got you've got the real problem, and then you've got the panic problem. You know, you got yeah. People... I'm more concerned with the people than I am with the virus. Yeah, that's the thing is the people are panicking, trying to stock up on stuff, and it's like everybody keeps telling, listen, like. Like, we're not short on food. There's no shortage of anything. You just got to stop buying everything as if the world's ending. Well, the people have no problem letting things spoil either, which is really the, my concern. Like, if you go in and you buy all of the produce and all of the meat. Yeah, green. And you don't have a place to store yeah, it. The place I like, wanna, what's your plan? The place I like to buy bananas, they've all got green bananas because people keep buying all the fresh bananas. I'm like, you can't even freeze bananas without them turning black. What are you doing? Yeah. All the bananas right now are super green. You're you're a week out if you want a banana. I know it pisses me off, man. Like at least have good pro. If you're going to stock up on things, have good protocol. What can you freeze? What can you keep but for long a, periods of time? Meat. That's a, you can buy meat. You can buy fish. Thing. You can buy pork. Those things you can freeze for a couple months and you'll be good to go. But it's a stop it's a, buying it's like fresh a social thing though, or what? It's a psychological thing. People are buying all this stuff because they think all this stuff is going to keep them safe. Yeah, it's annoying. Hey, we're going to have to do. Really we're going to keep you safe. We're going to have to do another recording because we're hitting thirty, and uh, the max on the remote recording is 30, 30 minutes. Oh, okay. So in about twenty seconds, I think this is going to quit us, and we're going to have to rejoin. But we'll see. Let's see, right. 15, well, 15 seconds. Oh my gosh, only 15 seconds. seconds. Well, if we do get cut off, I'm glad we're back doing it. Oh, I'm yeah. glad we got it together. Oh, yeah, rough stock if for we life. Restart, rough stock for life. If it let not into one. Ah, Are you still there? It's still gone. Oh, yeah, cool. Okay. Perfect. Good. Should we try, to, uh, should we try to send uh, Elliot an invite and see if he can add on? Don't ruin it. Oh, yeah. Don't actually, it'd be interesting to see what he's doing since he's locked out of his gym. Like I told you, I've he... seen, I've seen some of his posts. He makes some pretty douchey posts about you don't need a lot. Oh, you just need to move. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. He's in the industry. That's true though. I get it. You know, that's his business. That's all he does. I mean, I, I, I made up that quote. I told you, I made that up today because you know, I feel like I have some kind of camaraderie with with other creatives who are locked up. And, you know, like I said, part of the reason that creatives have to be making things is because when we're not making things, we're thinking about our own bullshit. And then we start doing very unhealthy behaviors. Well, there you go. There's no time for that. No. I was reading an article today that while people are stockpiling all the food and all the toilet paper, there's also a rush going to purchase the cannabis out of the Los Angeles area. Dude, my freaking my dispensary sent me a text message talking about we're still open for pickup. Pre-order your pickup and come get it. And I told Melissa this afternoon. I was like, hey, um, at some point we're gonna have to tra- transition from alcohol to marijuana because we can't get cirrhosis. <laughs> <laughs> like our livers keep, can only take so much. Yeah, we can't keep drinking booze to get through this. Uh, eventually, we're gonna have to switch to something a little healthier to intoxicate us. 
<laughs> oh goodness. But yeah, there you go. People just buying up everything. Yeah. But hey man, I want to tell you the story. So it's in the it's in the topic uh notes, but uh last before we before I left for Mammoth, I was in Target and uh so I go into Target and I met this African man from Senegal. Okay. I walk in. So I walk into Target and it was such a strange, I don't know. I like, do you, do you have strange interactions with like strange people? You'll like just start having conversations. Uh, very rarely. I typically don't talk to people. Okay. Me either, but I'm walking in and I had to get some things. And at the entry, like right by the dollar spot, this uh, African-American man sees me and goes, Oh man, I thought I was the tallest guy in here. And I'm like, okay, dude, like, cool. And I walk by and laugh, chuckle it off. I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah, we're tall dudes. Like, that's not a weird thing for people to say to us occasionally. And um, so I'm walking and I go back to the, uh, <clears throat> I go back to the grocery area and I'm in the soup aisle because I have to get some uh, mix. We're making a roast. So I have to get the uh, French onion Lipton mix to put into the crock pot. You ever do that? Okay. No, but I've heard of yeah, this. It's very good. So I'm in there and I'm looking for the little packets and the same guy shows up in the soup aisle and he's like, Hey dude. I'm like, Hey, like, did you follow me here? I'm thinking to myself, like, did this guy just follow me here? Did we just become best friends? Yeah, man. And so he follows me in there and, and he starts talking to me some more. And, um, he's like, yeah, you know, I, I'm sure you get this a lot, but did you play ball? And I'm like, yeah, I get that all the time. And no, I didn't play basketball, but I played football. And we get into this conversation regarding, um, like, my life and growing up as an immigrant. And he starts bringing up growing up as an immigrant because he's the first generation in America. And then I talk about having, you know, mixed um, mixed heritage background. And, um, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I think rural America tends to have the same upbringing technique as immigrants, which is whoop that kid. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And so, and so I have a conversation, probably a 15 minute conversation with a Senegalese man about his family and the differences of how foreigners raise their children versus how Americans raise their children. And I try to explain to him that. No, I think it just has to do with uh, just your local, your local environment. Because do you think, do you think if you put together like a map, like a data map, kind of like Johns Hopkins of the disproportionality of ass whoopings outside of major metropolitan areas, that that would be something worth looking at. Well, you, we need to collect data on well, that. Well, you've seen that West Virginia is the only state that doesn't have any cases of uh, of coronavirus. No, it it was it was probably some of those dirty slobs from Ohio snuck in and got us. Yeah, some but coronavirus. But they, in West they held Virginia. out for a while. Hey, you know what? That's for two main reasons. One, we have incredible hygiene when you're from West Virginia, and two, uh, the state itself is not too kind to outsiders well no you got gigantic mountain ridges keeping people out yeah but you got to think like the people of the world aren't coming to the united states going i would like to go to west virginia mm -hmm. just doesn't happen like that that's true 
we're we're the most undesirable destination in the country is what that shows us. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Got some beautiful mountains. No, it's kind of cool. Got, though. got some. I was still got some beauty I, there. That's the most. That's the most I'd seen West Virginia on the news ever. I know. <laughs> so I was pretty excited to see that. <laughs> like, like we were keeping score with Idaho. Like, come on, we're better than the potato state. I'm waiting to see. We're the anti-coronavirus. I'm waiting to see the the memes of like some hillbilly with a gun, <laughs> and the caption is like, "Ain't no coronavirus coming in here." <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man i gotta have something but yeah that's kind of a that's kind of interesting i try not to talk to people like in public i just don't it's not that i don't care it's just i really just don't care like having a conversation with someone having a conversation with a stranger is usually a struggle like pretending i'm interested in what they have to say is usually a struggle but the problem is once i start talking to somebody then I'm vested. Yeah. Then I want to talk to him. Then I'm yeah. in. I probably, but like just that initial conversation started, that icebreaker is just, that's more awkward than I'm willing to experience on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, we're 36 minutes in. Um, we've gone over coronavirus. We've talked about. Well, that's all there is to talk about education, right now. Education, as usual. You know, education comes up a lot, but that's probably because you're a teacher. Probably on my end, um, we talk about your arts and crafts. Yeah, I think right now, especially when everybody's locked down, you got to make sure you're being creative with the things you do. You got to make sure that you're, you know, keeping your mind active and busy. Well, I keep looking at this stack of baseboards in my garage. Go, man, I should probably start those baseboards. And then I make a million excuses <laughs> of why I don't have time to do it. Just put it mainly. I'm blaming my wife on this and saying. Oh, well, she works from home and I can't have a compressor and a nail gun in the house while she's on a conference call. Yeah. So I'm just going to not do those baseboards. Well, let's touch on. So one of the themes that's still in our notes is uh, is Las Vegas. And I think that's a good conversation for the next 20 minutes. Vegas. Oh, yeah. Ah, Vegas, man. I, I think you ruined Vegas for me. Well, well, how so? My first time, my first time going to Vegas is with you and i think it was like our, your 16th or 17th birthday uh, with my parents and yeah but we went out to vegas and like but, that was the first time i'd been there and they were just giving you wads of money to have limo drivers open doors and we'd go to vip services yeah. and whatever restaurant we wanted to go to yeah. like we were living like ballers and we didn't even realize it no i realized it no, i didn't because that was the first time i ever went i was like dang this is better than chevy chase movie. okay so but in vegas vacation in my notes and in, in for our for our episode i i remember so there's i've gone so many times with cheshire for his birthday that we i they kind of got modeled to me because you i think you only went the one time right i went i went once yeah right. so i remember i just thought vegas isn't my place i remember we all walked around with beers in the backpacks. Do you not remember that? I do remember okay. that. I remember carrying a huge quantity through the hotel right. lobby. We filled up on my shoulder. We filled up backpacks with Bud Light so that we wouldn't have to buy booze. Correct. I remember the balling on a balling on a budget. That's what that I was. I remember I remember Dan coming to the door, the Candyman story. Okay. Were you there for me when I was when I was doing the Marble Reds? Okay. Yes, every time you go to Vegas. <laughs> I end up coughing blood the next day. Every time you go to Vegas, you're like, no, you know what sounds good? A pack of marble reds. Okay. 
were we doing Hank Williams karaoke at the Hard Rocker or slash Hooters Casino? Was that us? I'm pr- I'm I'm I remember it was at Hooters and I think it was at the Tropicana. Okay. okay, so but we did do that. That was with you. That 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 did happen. Yes, you, you weren't were you weren't there with me the time I bought weed off a black guy off the strip. Okay. No. And then you weren't with me when the hooker propositioned Dan. No, but that's super funny, though. <laughs> did you hear that story? I did hear that story. <laughs> I want you to go ahead and share that okay. one. So one of the many times that we took a trip to Vegas, we're walking the strip, as you do. And it was later in the night. We are all pretty, pretty far gone already. And um, we decided to take a break on the Hooters patio. Do you remember the Hooters? Oh, no, no, excuse me. It was the, uh, the, uh, the Tropicana or the Hawaiian Tropic patio on the strip, something like that. Mm. They had like a, they had like, it was either a Hooters or a Hawaiian Tropic like bar slash restaurant with a patio right on the strip. And your servers were like hot, hot little chicas. But we're out on the patio and it's late, so it's not very busy. We're like one of like maybe three groups out on the patio, right out on the strip. And there's a, I'm going to call her a six out of ten. Oh, a six. Maybe a seven. Okay. Maybe a, no, God, I'm going to call her a six. I'm not going to give her a seven. Like, so, like our group would typically not give her the latter day, right? Okay. Not, not even start a conversation. But this, for some reason, Dan, he's sitting with us, and this this girl, I guess she's giving him eyes or something, and uh, he ends up having starting to have a conversation with her, like just carrying on. She's sitting at our table. She seems like a a good a good you know lady. Like she's she's nice to talk to, but like you know nothing nothing unique or nothing special about her. We're just hanging out. As maybe the next 30 minutes go on, Dan and her start getting a little closer. She starts making Uh-oh. some physical contact. Whatever. And we're like, all right, Whatever. we've finished our drinks. We've taken pisses. We're done with this bar. We're ready to go to the next spot. So we get up. We're like, all right, Dan, let's go. And he's like, all right, she's going to come, come with us. We're like, wait, no, no, dude, what? Like, what do you mean? And he's like in, into her, like into her, into her, like, like she's convinced him that, that he's a special dude and she wants to be around him this night. And we're like, all right, man, like, cool. Like, it's still like, we got plenty to do. The sun's not even close to up yet. Like, there's going to be many opportunities, whatever. You're a single dude. You know how it is in Vegas. So we start walking the strip and they fall behind as we're walking up the strip back towards, you know, the, uh, what's the big pyramid called? The Luxor. We're walking to, we're going Luxor, to Luxor. We're going to one of the bars of Luxor. And we end up getting there and we're like, where's Dan? We look back up the strip. We don't see him. So we go into a bar, we come back out. He's still not around. And we're like, where the hell is this guy? And he finally, probably like 20, 30 minutes later, after we've all had drinks and stuff, we see him walking up the strip alone. We're like, Dan, like, dude, where were you, man? Where, where'd that girl go? 
I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. We're like, what do you mean? <laughs> what? Don't want to talk about it. Like, what was going on, man? Like, you seem like you liked that her a lot. Like, what's going on? And he's just, he's adamant. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. He walks around the corner. He's like, just, let's just go. Let's just go to something else. And we're looking at each other like, what the fuck happened? Like, did this girl just rob him or something? Like, what's happening? So we go and we're like, hey, Dan, come on, man. What, like, what happened? And he finally, like, he just sits down and he's got his head hanging. And he's like, he's like, you know, I, I told her I liked her a lot. And, like, we should hang out the rest of the week. And she goes, that's fine, honey. But uh, it's going to cost you $1,500. <laughs> and he goes, what are you talking about? What? She goes, you want me to come back into your room with you? It's going to be $1,500. And he looked like a little boy who had his candy just taken out of his mouth. I mean, he, he just didn't understand. He, he had no clue. And we were looking at him like, Dan, like, what? Like, you, you were so into that girl. I'm so sorry. And he was just so pissed off. And like, to him, he thought that girl liked him a lot. Maybe she did, but she liked a little bit of money more. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> I'm telling you, in that moment, we all looked at him and we were oh, like, goodness. you know, the thing about it for us was like, damn, like that girl wasn't even attractive. <laughs> See, uh, I wasn't there for that one, so I don't, I'm out on that. Story. I mean, it was, I don't know anything, yeah. no details. Yeah. So, Dan, he ended up being super bummed out, and you know how Dan is. So, it was like, man, that was a bummer for him, but. Vegas, baby. It's always a good time, except I'm only good for about once every four or five years. Yeah. Just not not my cup of tea. Well, so we all went that one time. And do you remember anything about the Candyman story? Because I just remember I just no. remember the exclamation. And that was a beautiful moment. No, I have no idea. I saw you put that in, but I don't know what that's about. I remember we were going back and forth. There was some cold water spilled on people. There were people knocking on doors at all hours of the evening. I do remember that. I do remember dumping a bucket of ice water on Dan while he slept. Well, that happened. You know, that happened because the about an hour previous, he we were all passed out for the, what, hour and a half that we had to get some sleep. And he comes he comes banging on our door like the cops. And <laughs> I think more than anybody, you were probably you were probably the one who wanted sleep the most in general. Just I'm a sleeper. I'm a sleeper. I'm not in I'm not into party at all. When I'm ready to go to sleep, I'm ready to go to yeah. sleep. And we all just remember I remember us all just laying in bed and you jumping out of bed in your underwear. All I think we were all in uh, college at the time. We we're all pretty big dudes, but you were you were playing D one, and I think I think I remember you just swinging that door open, and little Dan sitting there. <laughs> and do you remember what you yelled at him? I have no idea. Yeah, he's sitting there thinking he's funny for banging on the door trying to wake us all up at like three o'clock in the morning. And you go, what the fuck do you want, Candyman? <laughs> Sometimes I say things. I have no idea it's coming out of my mouth. And he's just sitting there. And, you know, we're all good friends. But at the time, 
you know, you're sitting there steaming and, and Dan's that, you know, he's a little dude and non-confrontational and we're all just laughing our asses off because I think you've put the fear of God in with that. I think, well, I'm just never to be trusted. You never know when I'm going <laughs> to flip on somebody. We can, we can all be good friends, but one thing could set me off and then it's over. But I just thought that was, I, you know, I just remember a, that as, a, <laughs> as, as one of the moments that I take from, from Vegas. That was one of the, one of the very <laughs> few moments I have that I can remember from Vegas. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Hank Williams. All right, man. Well, we're about, we're about 50 minutes in. I think we've had a good run today. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to get back on here. It's good to get back and talk a little bit. Um, you know, I, I was a little disappointed that we missed it for that week because I actually had some people calling me and texting me like, Hey man, when's rough stock coming back? When's your next episode? No, I know. So, so it's back. We're back. We're doing yeah. it. It's yeah. Real. And I won't be dropping my phone into the water anymore. I'm actually pretty glad that it recovered. Oh. Yeah, I uh, bet they're not cheap. Yeah. Apple makes a, Apple makes a good product, a, a very expensive product. And it's good to know that it can recover from a, a yeah. dip in the pool. Yeah. But let's leave it on, uh, you know, some positive notes for people who are going through this, like we all are. And, uh, and just, I mean, from, from my perspective, like I said, you know, time at home means, uh, time to, uh, you know, address some things that maybe you've been neglecting, uh, work on for me, it's working on some creative projects that I know have been, uh, sitting in the back of my mind or sitting in my soul and need to come out. And I've been putting off because I can go, I can go distract myself at an office every day and, and don't need to deal with them up front. And, uh, it's not always the best thing to, to let those things stagnate because, you know, it's that cliche statement. If you, if you don't use it, you lose it. And, uh, I think you need to uh, you need to practice the things that make you who you are, and uh, for me, creating is is definitely one of those things. Uh, it's the most important thing, and uh, I start to get real unhealthy if I don't practice that. And and so, if anything comes from these quarantines, uh, you, for me, is just paying attention to uh, what you need to do to maintain. Um, you know, your, your, your spirit, maintain your personal health, maintain your physical health, you know, if you can. And, um, and then also have the outlook of, you know, down, downs, downsides are always followed by, by pretty big ups, pretty big upsides. And, um, you know, not everybody likes to hear Donald Trump speak, but, you know, he keeps talking about, you know, we're going to come back bigger and stronger than we, than we were before this. And, you know, I, I don't think I don't think that's untrue. I think that Americans in in particular, um, they take these things and, you know, more than any other culture, I think we take things on as a challenge versus versus a uh, a knockout punch or, or or something to to hold us down. And so, from my perspective, I think this is this is invig- uh, an opportunity to to be reinvigorated and to. Uh, to just approach things with a new perspective. Well, that's pretty deep, man. You got pretty deep on it there. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like this is a deep time. There's some big things happening and they're not cheap words are not for these kinds of times. Uh, I think it's, I'd be interested to see what we look like a year from now. 
six months from now what uh, what we look like, how how the changes that have occurred because of this are going to impact the future. Kind of what I like to look at. I like to see, uh, you know, these changes that they're making aren't changes that you can recover from quickly. This basically putting the whole country in a lockdown situation is something that they now know that the government has the ability to do out of fear. And so I'm interested to see how that impacts kind of how we as a population are dealt with in the future. But outside of that, all I can say is try to stay healthy, try to stay sanitary. And I can't wait to do this again. Yeah, for sure. I think it's good that we've renewed it. And, um, you know, I, I'll blame myself for, for letting it slide last week. I'll, I'll blame you too. Cause I don't have the technological <laughs> capacity. Yeah, we'll just look forward to doing it again next time, whether that be another remote episode like this or uh, hopefully. Oh, I ordered um, I ordered the uh, the recording equipment so that it's much more mobile now. We, we can make it much easier. So um, right. I don't need to bring my whole my whole rig up there. Um, but in terms of uh, rough stock and connecting with us. As usual, you can get us on Rough Stock Podcast on Instagram, uh, roughstockpodcast.com for my website. And we're finally on pretty much every podcast outlet. Um, so pretty much you just search Rough Stock Podcast and you'll find us. Hey, and, and ask questions. Ask questions, call in, give us stuff to talk about, anything that you that you want to hear. Let's Let's play. Let's do this. We got a lot of time on our hands right now. So let's make the most of it. Yeah, definitely engage, engage, and 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 bring up, uh, you know, whatever's whatever's going on in in life, so that uh, you know we can all connect and and make some sense out of all this crazy stuff. So uh, until next time, I'm David Dole. I'm BJ.